Hey everyone, we are back cuz we are the prodigals. The prodigals. Welcome to the Prodigals podcast where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Yes, we discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. Uh, we are by no means a source of authority on any of these topics. We just want to talk through and process through them uh, to see where we are at in our faith and our beliefs. Um, my name is Mark, and I am joined by our first-time guest. His name is Johan. Johan Liu, Mr. Johan Liu. Um he is our, he's a dear friend of mine, and we had a little stint together as church leaders, and we're going to be working on some projects in the near future, I hope. And Definitely. So, uh, can you just uh, give us a little intro about yourself? Sure. Yeah. First of all, thank you for having me on the, the podcast there, Mark. I really appreciate the invite. <laughs> Problem, no problem. Yeah. So, uh, as Mark said, my name is uh, Johan. Um, uh, currently, uh, I'm a teacher. I teach uh, grades seven and eight. Uh, so I'm with middle school kids all all day. So you can imagine that I'm I'm happy to to have some adult conversation. Not to say that their conversation isn't great, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I'm definitely happy yeah. to to be here with you today. Um, so. Uh, I, I work with uh, my brother uh, for a church called AIM Fellowship right now, and that's kind of like my main ministry, um, uh, as well as doing some some music. Uh, right now, we've been obviously down uh, with everything that's happening with the with the quarantine, and so we haven't haven't I haven't done that aspect of the ministry uh, in months. Uh, so that's one thing I definitely miss yeah. miss about that. But um, other than that, you know, I'm here, I'm ready, and uh, you know, hopefully you you will feel like you can invite me again, Mark. Hey, you know, of course. <laughs> whatever whatever is said tonight, you know, so, you're always welcome. So. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe even become a regular. Who knows. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, let, let, we'll see. We'll you know, see, I'm gonna we'll try see, my we'll hardest. Um, <laughs> but yeah. All right. Thanks for joining me, and um, this, this is definitely gonna be a fun conversation. So, in this episode, uh, this episode will be focusing on our theories on conspiracy theories. Um, mm -hmm. why are they so attractive to some people and why are they so prevalent today? All that and other questions uh, surrounding this issue we will talk about in this episode. Table talks. So without further okay. ado, uh, let's just start with let's just start with defining um, conspiracy theories. Uh, what is a conf conspiracy theory? Do you have um do you have a definition? Um I'm just going to go off the top of my head here. Um but uh from what I see a conspiracy theory is uh I guess it's it's kind of like well the word theory isn't it? Okay. So it's uh yeah. <laughs> an idea or or like an opinion about something that is seemingly being hidden from the public mm. right uh, yeah. and it's usually something uh nefarious some sort of evil plot that's taking place behind the scenes uh and so yeah um i don't want to use the word evidence but i guess there are uh certain information that gets out there that kind of leaks and people grab a hold of it and put it together and come up with a theory about what's taking place. <laughs> yeah. That's my long-winded explanation. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good explanation. Um, so I guess famous example would be, I mean, this doesn't have any 
I don't I don't think this is a sinister one, but um mm-hmm. a famous example is that there's a conspiracy theory out there that the moon landing um I don't know which date it was. Um the moon landing, the first landing by the US in um on the moon is somehow CGI'd or a hoax. Um Yeah. So that's a famous conspiracy theory. That's definitely uh, people one. People give evidence that some evidence quote-unquote evidence that it didn't happen like Mm -hmm. the flag waving like evidence like oh "Oh, there there was wind when there's not supposed to be wind Mm -hmm. in space hey hey, mark that's a good point yeah (laughs) no it's all been debunked (laughs) okay okay that that theory um it was apparently it was waving because when they stuck the pole on the ground the flag um, they couldn't really put it on the ground the first time, so they they uh, oh, shook okay. it like back and forth, so they could like put it down even further. Mm. And so that's that's an explanation for it happening in re- like for real because like there's no gravity in space. That's why the flag was yeah. waving for a really long time. Um, I guess that's another I- one. Uh, I think. Go ahead. No, I was I was gonna say I guess with that that uh, explanation you can kind of see that there's probably a hint of truth um, or a mixed truth that happens with conspiracy theories. Um, uh, so I guess they do have some evidence that they go by, and maybe it's the interpretation that um, takes on its own narrative. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, there's really you know like they just. Like, start piecing um you know evidence together that they think how they think things happened and you know it's b- believable and i think that's why they're uh they're believed by so many um i guess another example would be 911 mm. how the attacks on the twin towers were somehow planned by the US government exactly um, yeah that's a more sinister one um, or nefarious, mm-hmm. as we sh- uh, as we should say. Um, but yeah, those are just I think like flat Earth theory is also a conspiracy yeah. theory in which yeah. like the government's working together to keep the real shape of the Earth a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Quite uh, a bit. JFK's assassination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then religious ones, I guess a famous conspiracy theory right now is that the Vatican um, or the Catholic Church is like working everything. It's making every everyone their puppets, you know, um, yeah. like the governments and working towards uh, one government uh, world. And <laughs> right now, it's a conspiracy theory that they're doing like that the Catholic church is doing that i don't personally believe that it's true yeah. um, but it's out there it's yeah. out there and that that particular one that you mentioned um was something that i grew up hearing not not just in like my little circle of friends but actually from the from the pulpit it was <laughs> like a known yeah fact, yeah you know um yeah and uh, and that sort of thing um I like, for example, like I, w- I wasn't allowed to go to, to Catholic school because mm. of those those ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really it's really just um, sad how that, you know, played out in our upbringing. Um, so yeah. that kind of had a um, an effect on me in which I had some sort of bias towards Catholics. Um or people from the Catholic uh, of the Catholic faith when, you know, it's really not, it's not fair that we judge people based on um, their denomination or their church, yeah. uh, just based on the things that we hear, we, we heard. Um, when in reality, people's faith is personal 
it's really an, on an individual level, really. So, yeah, so that's just like one of the effects that somehow, like when people tell stories that are not substantiated or um, not having enough evidence for, it's it really uh, if affects people in a negative way or affects people's perception on other people. So, yeah, that's just really sad. Um, and I think it's still being preached today, but we can't know for sure like if that's true right now. That's why it's just a theory. Um, Indeed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, moving on, I guess. Why do you think... Why do you think people are so drawn to conspiracy theories? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Um, it's actually a question that I pondered a lot, especially during this 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 time that we're living in, because um, um, I'm not necessarily on social media. Like, I don't have an Instagram or Facebook. Um, I just never got into that for some reason. <laughs> Um, but I, I can do never have, reach you. No, <laughs> but I do have, <laughs> I do have Twitter. Um, I don't post anything, oh. but I kind of use it as a news feed, right? And yeah. so every now and then, uh, if you check the trending page, I would always be seeing uh, some interesting things being being uh, tweeted and trending, right? So, for example, you'd see terms like Pizzagate. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of that term but i don't exactly know what it's about fully mm-hmm. well there's that one there's QAnon. what's what wait wait, wait. what's pc uh, game <laughs> okay all right we'll, we'll backtrack a little bit here so uh i didn't know what it was so i decided to look it up <laughs> yeah, i think and apparently i think i was gonna look it, it up but i forgot to follow up on that oh i, I got you covered <laughs> thanks man but apparently Apparently, it is uh, a conspiracy theory that developed in 2016, uh, and it, it was related to you know that whole thing with the emails and Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Um. Uh. So apparently, some email was leaked, and there was some sort of a connection between um, Hillary Clinton and the owner of a pizzeria called Comet. Ping pong, what in Washington D.C.? Okay. Yeah. So on like websites like 4chan, mm-hmm. um, speculation began to take place that uh, this 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 um, ping pong establishment uh, was being used as a storefront or a front for um, uh, what was it? Let me check it here. Child uh, trafficking. Oh, really? And apparently, a lot of high-level Democrats, such as Hillary Clinton, were involved in this in this child trafficking ring through this pizzeria. Hence the what? term Pizzagate. That's that's wild. Um, yeah, but it has been been debunked, mm. um, uh, and there is no you know substantial evidence to to back up these claims. I had I I did have one conversation with a friend, someone close to me, and it did not end well because I kind of was like, "Well, I don't believe that, and it doesn't really make any sense." And yeah, and uh, yeah, it, the conversation went left pretty quickly, and um, you know, yeah, it actually yeah. prompted me to to Google search how to talk to your friends about conspiracy <laughs> oh, theories, and there were oh, actually man. articles about this. Yeah, I think you I know, saw some of them. That gave me some recommendations. Yes, I think I saw some of those headlines like on you know, the search results on Google when I searched for like for this topic. Um but that's mm-hmm. yeah, it's sad that there should be a guideline or you know, um like an instruction on how to talk with people because really it should be just like a conversation any conversation should just be like civil right and um 
if someone believes something, that's great. If they don't, then there's still room for a civil discussion. And yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah. So why do you think people are drawn to these theories? Yeah, uh, I. I guess there's a there's a number of ways to look at it. Um, one thing I noticed. Um, okay, I'll go back to my my conversation. So through the conversation, um, I was identified as a sheep, and so what that basically means is that I'm kind of going along with, with the herd yeah, with and with the masses. The establishment yeah. is is trying to do. Um, so I think there is this kind of um, feeling or sense that you have been awoken or you have been awakened mm -hmm. to what's happening behind the scenes. Um, and it almost becomes this kind of righteous battle that is being waged against these evil forces that mm -hmm. are behind the scenes. Yeah. And uh, I guess you can say, I mean, if you, if you think about certain movies, that sort of thing kind of gets glorified, like, you know, typical plot line. Uh, there's a, there's a scientist who realizes something is happening yeah. uh, in a particular area of the world, but nobody listens to him. They think he's some crazy conspiracy theorist. Mm -hmm. uh, and then obviously he's proven to be true mm -hmm. um, towards the end of the movie. And so I think there's a lot of that, that thinking that goes into it. Um, even, uh, I'm not sure if you, you know, the distinction between the red pill versus the blue pill. It's uh, a, matrix? A, a reference to the matrix. Yeah. 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 So the red pill. So when Neo, yeah, yeah the red pill is if you want to see reality, reality, if you want to see you the truth, it. if you want to be awakened, yeah. then you take the red pill. The blue pill, if you just want to. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, so, you know, it probably feels good to know that, you know, I've been awakened. I'm. I can see clearly what's happening in this world and I feel sorry for you because, you know, you're, you're part of the herd and, and, you know, you need mm. someone to kind of shepherd you out of it, <laughs> yeah. you know? So there could yeah. be this kind of like righteous play to it a little bit. Mm. Yeah. It's just like making people, they make people feel like more intelligent, I, I guess. And they yeah. seem to have, it, it gives them a sense of, having control over their own life um if mm -hmm. they know if they have a better idea or a quote-unquote a better idea of what's going on around the world then i guess like the thing is that that makes them feel more special that they know it yeah um as as you said yeah um they have more knowledge uh they have more insights into what's really going on and um and i think like that's a big draw. It's just making people feel unique and special and that they have something over the re like everybody else, right? Like knowledge over everyone else. And, um, yeah. Definitely. Um, I think the way I see it too is just these, these conspiracy theories give them an explanation for why everything is going on, why all the bad things are going on. Like for, for example, why is there COVID? Oh, there's COVID because it's, it was made in a lab because mm -hmm. the governments are working towards population control. Right. So yeah. there is sickness. <laughs> there is sickness that's going on in the world. There's a pandemic because there is a, seemingly good explanation for it while forgetting the fact that you know there's sickness everywhere around us and some sicknesses are some viruses are more deadly than others and others are more infectious than others so but people cling to that those viable explanation uh towards you know the, all the chaos that's happening in the world so yeah i i think yeah i think that's a good point too because um people people don't want to feel like life is just arbitrary mm. um that 
there is no explanation to particular events. Like maybe things just happen because of chance, mm-hmm. you know? And I think if you have a mindset where you, you think there is a purpose to anything, and I guess I got to be careful with my words here. Um, <laughs> you think there's a purpose for absolutely everything that takes place. There was some sort of reason mm-hmm. for it to take place. Um, um, and you kind of get drawn to this sort of thing. Mm. Um, but I guess, I mean, being a Christian, growing up a Christian, that is kind of how we conceptualize the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, things go bad and, you know, we will make, we will say things like, well, you know, in the future, like, God will reveal why this happened to you. And there is a particular reason for it to happen to you. Uh huh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even like our personal lives, we kind of have these conspiracy theories. Like, you know, if we're about to go to church, I heard a person, like a pastor's uh, sermons. Like, if sometimes you give the devil too much credit, right? Sometimes. Like if you're going to church and then you pull out of your driveway and your tire gets flat because of a nail that's lying around on in your garage, like don't say that the devil is, you know, just <laughs> the devil is at play and they don't, they, he doesn't want you to go to church when in fact you should just be more responsible to where all the nails are at in your garage. You should be just, you know, cleaner uh, in terms of where, where everything else, where everything else is in your garage um just be more organized um or it could be like for example in the philippines when i was in the philippines there was a lot of power outages that were going on and some of those power outages happened during service like a midweek service on a wednesday night or a vesper service on a friday and people would say oh the devil is at play. They don't want us. He doesn't want us to worship when, you know, I can see it as maybe you should invest on a better electrical system, you know, as a school, as a as a university who gets a lot of money. I'm pretty sure you can overhaul your electrical system so that it doesn't blow out every time a snake gets into a generator. So <laughs> stuff like that, right? So it's just like <laughs> like even in our own lives, we think when something happens, it's automatically because of the enemy, right? When in fact, yeah. Like some of some of it is just our own fault. Yeah, um and you got to wonder if we kind of psychologically use use things of that nature to to justify our own failings Mm. you know maybe maybe i lost my job because maybe there was something that i i wasn't doing correct or you know i i wasn't putting it through enough Mm. effort uh to maintain it you know this kind of idea that we're not really taking responsibility uh for certain things that happen it can be your fault you know Mm -hmm. Um, or it's just life. I mean, uh, I believe Jesus said, and you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, it rains on the righteous and the wicked. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah, I, I might be doing all the right things. Um, and I have a deep connection with God, but that, that doesn't mean that circumstances can't catch up with me or affect me or it could be also it just makes life more interesting or re- just makes reality seem more exciting like for it to be for there to be an explanation over everything um or like a group of people like a small group of powerful people coming together to just take over the world or control everything that all the governments do <laughs> Right. Um, yeah, that that's to me seems exciting. So that could also be another point. Yeah. To just always. Sounds like a movie. <laughs> yeah. To just always be, you know, thinking about all these possibilities of people working together or 
um, governments doing all these shady things so that like they could um, control the masses. Um, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that governments don't do shady things. Of course they do. Um, I'm not saying all these things are not ha- like all these shady stuff um, that the governments do or businesses do um, or rich people do or people in power um, do um, don't happen. Like, of course they happen. There's some sort of there's a level of activity um, in those things. But like for it to be like for everything to happen for the reason that every like this group of people are just Brit- trying to bring governments down or uh, the government is trying to you know control the masses like it for it to be something systemic i think is just ridiculous to me um yeah yeah and and, and i agree with you there i mean and you know this there have been systems that have been established uh that makes life easier for for a particular group of people um when you have we have a a clear class system that exists obviously mm-hmm. and life is just easier for some people i mean and if you do the right things and you're in the right places you meet the right people then uh you'll be afforded uh success essentially mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I mean you know people have devised systems for their own advantage and their family's advantage essentially mm-hmm. you know um and maybe you know i don't know if there's anything else happening but but i think you know, going back to the point we were talking about earlier with the whole mixed truth thing so there are these true there are these elements mm-hmm. um but it's just the narratives that get attached to it that end up kind of taking off into in my opinion uh kind of like this wild sort of uh conspiracy or this wild sort of thinking and to me that can be dangerous Mm -hmm. yeah you know especially especially now i mean conspiracy theories have been around for a long time but the way things are going now um like for example um uh bill gates yeah you know bill gates the microsoft billionaire so I remember earlier on the year he had a he had a strong voice uh, when it came to the COVID nineteen response and he was donating a lot of money to it, but then people were just coming out of the woodwork and saying, "Well, you know, he planned this. The pandemic is what they call it." I'm not sure if you heard <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And um, uh, one of my guilty pleasures, Mark, is looking on YouTube comments. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> man, same. You know, you see the trolls mm-hmm. at work. Uh, <laughs> but I was seeing an overwhelming response to saying, yeah, you got to be careful. This guy was trying to control the population and he has vaccines out in places like Africa and India and, that are killing mm-hmm. people. He's been telling us for years what's been happening. And I remember I thought to myself, "Is like he's donating billions of dollars of his own mm-hmm. money to this. Like I know Bill Gates has his past, right? Um, and it's almost like we're we're not like appreciative of it, and we're basically saying, okay, we're not gonna if he's involved, we're not gonna get the help that he's giving. Yeah. And uh, I think when you get to that standpoint, we can kind of shoot ourselves in the foot, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, even with the whole uh, mask thing. Mm, yeah. Which. That's another thing. I'm like, that. That's really a. That's a divisive issue. I, you know, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, people. People but this say year the government seemed, wants seemed to control. Yeah. But then I'm like, okay, you know, so, the government has so much more to lose with people not being, not ha- uh, not being able to identify others like right on the spot. So if you're going into like an LCBO or a store and you want to rob that store, like there's a less there's a less chance for you to be identified because of your mask, you know? And so like, there's, there's so much mm-hmm. more the government um, is risking 
when everyone is masked, then um, then the people have to lose. You know what I'm saying? So, and I mean, yeah, it's just it's just widespread. So I I don't know if it's like this. It's like a perfect cocktail of of the quarantine, uh, the pandemic, and the social media. Yeah. It just came together in the perfect storm. Everyone this has time this uh, year, perhaps. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're just they're searching up things on Google <laughs> all day. Conspiracy. So, yeah, is there anything do you think inherently wrong with conspiracy theories? I I think it's it's based off of like how far it goes mm, yeah you know um and and like i said you know i got i had to get a covid19 screening done because i wasn't feeling too mm. well have you have you gotten one done by yeah, the way mark yeah as a side it hurts note? man how did it feel <laughs> it yeah hurts yeah, yeah. I, i'm not, i don't want to get and that i done think because um especially me I, i i think i have a very narrow nasal passage um so oh. like it hurt and it didn't help that the kids before me all cried all hysterically cried <laughs> and i'm like there like a kid just crying in my in my in my mind just crying to myself please <laughs> yeah were, were, were you encouraging yourself it's like come on mark you gotta suck it up <laughs> no i'm just like i don't want to do, do this, this. No, I was just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. But I had to because I was um, sort of, I don't want to say I'm a frontliner, but I'm out there in the public delivering packages and I meet people all the time. So I had to get screening oh, yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I got my screening done and uh, I told a friend and they're like, hey, Johan, do you know what you're doing? I said, <laughs> getting the screening. And then the person told me, he's like, they're trying to implant a microchip in you. <laughs> oh and so I was like, you know, obviously I was like, okay. Um, this, is, this, by the way, is when I had that, that little conflict. Uh, okay. Because obviously, okay. you know, I, I, I didn't agree with the person's uh, yeah. opinion. But the danger there is because you don't believe that COVID-19 exists and -hmm. you don't think that people should be getting screened, you could have it potentially and kind of be out there spreading it because you're not adhering to to the rules that are in place in order to to keep us as a society protected. Mm. So I think when it when it gets to that point, it can become dangerous. Yeah, and I yeah, and that's when I think it becomes unhealthy for a person when um they're just so sure that it's happening and like they're so gung ho about telling everyone without uh, really looking into whether those things are true or not or like you know just a little bit of fact checking goes a long way i think um yeah so i think like yeah. you you hit it right on the point um it really depends on how far it is uh, on the spectrum and um how they treat other people um because of the things they know or supposedly know and um just the conversations they have with others um and i see it as like when someone is uh prone to believe conspiracy theories dude that's like that's all they talk about um it's like yeah. you 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 go to a party he's like hey what's going on hey did you hear about <laughs> this or that <laughs> I was like, oh my god oh man and it's not it's not fun. Like people want will want to avoid you, um, because that's all you. Yeah, that's all you'll be able to talk about. Yeah, you. It. You know, it's not. Um, uh, it's not the type of conversation I want to have at the water cooler every day. <laughs> yeah. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, there's just. Do you think every office has one? <laughs> 
has oh. at least one person. Oh yeah, sure. Oh my god. You know, you're you're walking towards the lunchroom, <laughs> and then you see them in there. It's like okay, it's like, you know, oh, turn back around. I'll just go to my office. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. But you got to be careful. Give it out your email address. <laughs> you know, you get a lot of spam. You got you got a lot of those colorful, colorful fonts. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, telling telling you that there has been a meeting somewhere in the world, and you you've been told by a friend who was in this meeting <laughs> uh, about this yeah, very friend of a friend this, about this very uh, clandestine. And very secret info that you now have the opportunity mm-hmm. to share. Um, yeah, but I think like, like in all of this, I think there's still grace for there should be grace in our hearts for them. Um, and you know, like you mentioned, like our our propensity as people who don't typically believe conspiracy theories to just. Um, when we see those people, when we see that person in the cafeteria or the lunchroom and you just want to turn around. Um, yeah, like I think as Christians who I th- um, do not believe in those things and may think that these conspiracy theories are kind of out of left field, um, I think there's still room for us to just have civil conversations with them um and just be loving uh, nonetheless um no matter how many things they throw at you how many times they've told you about the uh, 9-11 um to just you know try to steer the conversation towards them as people i guess it's like hey how are your kids or how are your uh how's your wife um yeah it's just I think that can go a long way to let them know that they're heard or they're, I guess, wanted in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. And, you know, after doing some some research on how to how to talk about these things, mm-hmm. um, what I do is just I'll listen and I'll just ask questions, you know, and yeah. just be like, OK, well, you know, without without sounding like you're putting them down mm-hmm. or putting anyone down, it's just like, okay, well, how do you know that and where did you get that information from? And typically I find that ends up neutralizing it. And then yeah. kind of change the, the subject matter. Because because then you're starting to make them think critically about <laughs> things a little bit, right? Yeah. Because even even with this whole thing with the uh, election fraud that's taking place yeah, yeah. south of the border, mm-hmm. you just ask a few questions, a few simple questions, like, "Well, okay, if there if there is voter fraud, would that give him enough votes to beat uh, Biden?" And then it's like, "Oh, well, I, I guess not. It's only six hundred questioning ballots." I'm like, "Well, that's still not enough to overcome fifty thousand." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah even and then in, the conversation will end up kind of like fizzling out yeah even in the close states i guess like the call uh where votes were close still like eight thousand votes of difference yeah and and that's that too like from what we're seeing with that becomes dangerous because you see people kind of grabbing hold onto it like authority figures in in the media or even other Republicans in the Senate, not kind of condemning it when it happens, but what it ends up what ends up happening is it it begins to perpetuate, and once someone in authority co-signs it, then it just makes people say, oh yeah, maybe there is something to this. Because I'll I'll be honest with you, Mark. Sometimes, especially with this election fraud thing, you know, you'll see someone and the Senate not saying anything or saying, yeah, well, you know, he has every right to do it. And then you start to question yourself and like, oh, okay, well, maybe there is something happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think there is, there is a duty for people in authority to make sure that they always are speaking the truth. 
mm. that they're always have enough integrity because there are lots of people that look up to you as a source of information, as an authority, you know, even yeah. going back to what we were talking about growing up in the church and on the pulpit, sometimes you would hear about these conspiracy theories. Um, but you know, you're supposed to be, you're our pastor, you're our evangelist. You have been, uh, set aside by God mm-hmm. to be his voice piece. So if you're not responsible in that sense with your authority, there could yeah. be detrimental effects on, on people in your congregation or, or just anyone underneath an authority figure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think my question would that be like, would that to be is just how, how are we supposed to conduct ourselves as Christians? Or as people who should know better, right? As Christians who whose focus is not in the evil that's supposedly going around the world, um, or within a few group of people that want to topple the whole, you know, like the one world government or whatever. Not topple the one world government, but create one world government um, to topple all the governments or just control every sort of every single government in the world. Um, Like as Christians, um, as people who follow Jesus, how are we supposed to conduct ourselves with this? Because I think like this shouldn't be our focus, you know, as Christians who have been given the authority and the mandate to preach the gospel to all the world. I think first and foremost, that is our job and that is what we should focus on. Um, And if we focus on conspiracy theories and if we focus on what people are doing in the background, then that sort of like, there's a tendency that that overtakes our uh, priorities in like when we're supposed to preach the gospel, we preach conspiracy theories. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, these governments don't have the power that God has. So I think as Christians, like we should just let um politics be. And I think a lot of this is rooted in politics, right? Um, rooted in the powerful. Um, people in power. Uh, what are they doing? Uh, what are they up to now? Um, how are they controlling the world? It's rooted in that. And I think um, God has told us, like, your hope is not in this world. Your hope is not in the leaders of um, this, you know, this world. Um, your hope is in the kingdom of God. And so, like, I, as your God and as your Lord and as your savior, I've given you, the Christians, the the authority and the power and the responsibility to preach my word and to preach the cross and to preach the gospel that Jesus has come um, into this world so that we can have abundant life and uh, we can live lives for Jesus and we can live lives that are fulfilling and that um, no matter what you're going through and no matter uh, the the circumstances that you find yourself in, um, the trials that you're going through, that you can find joy because you, your hope is in something else or in someone else that is not of this world. Um, and I think when we do take, we do waste our time on cons- you know, knowing cons- conspiracy theories, and I know I'm, I might be sounding harsh when I say waste their time, but waste our time. But like, that's you know my personal conviction that when, if we focus on something else other than the gospel, then that is a waste of time. You know, and um, yeah. yeah, and and the thing is. Even with that said, I mean, that, that is something that I came to um, from my, my own spiritual journey where I kind of realized that the purest 
thing that I can do in my faith is just follow Christ. Mm. Like there's, there's nothing about his story um, that seems contradictory, that seems wrong. Everything about the way he lived and the things he said mm. um, just really resonate with me. And they seem like they're the correct way to live. Um, but for, but with that said, I mean, the Bible is a, is a 66 books. And so with every, with every gospel, there is, um, talk of anti antichrist. And so Mm -hmm. those elements are there in the scripture, uh, especially when you're talking about like end time events. And so I think what, what ends up happening is, uh, and I think you're kind of alluding to it, that there, there's this imbalance where you're going to get some that kind of wholly focus on end time events, you know, and the reason they're doing it is because they're saying, well, you know, you, you got to be careful because you don't want to be led astray um, in, the, in, in the end uh, with an antichrist or with the whole idea of the 666 um the mark of the beast and and all sorts of things like that um and people get drawn to that too you know and they start being careful it's like well we gotta we gotta make sure um that these large establishments run by the devil aren't aren't there to fool us to make us sheep and you know i can't say that that's not a valid opinion because it's it's in scripture Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. But how do we find that balance uh, to make sure that's not all that we talk about? That's not all that we think about. That our entire faith is just positioned within that particular context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah, and definitely there's that balance, and we need to find that. That that's a really challenging um, balance, but. <clears throat> I think it's just if you focus on Jesus, that's where the balance is. You know, like Jesus is and the balance. I, I think that's a yeah, that's a perfect way of putting it. Like, and that's what I came to too. Like, I can't go wrong with that. I know I can't yeah. go wrong with that. Yeah, and like, yeah, there's the, yeah, as you were saying, there there is a talk of the Antichrist in the. In the scriptures, there is a talk of the the beast and all the powerful um, things that are going to go against God in the end. But, you know, how does, I think our challenge is that, uh, how do those things play out in, in this beautiful picture of the gospel, right? How... Like those things, mm-hmm. yes, they exist. Yes, they are there. But it's only through the light and the lens of Jesus that we should like learn about these things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I was reading John um, chapter one yesterday, and then it said um, Jesus was a perfect balance of truth and grace. Mm. Um and so, like, in him, there's truth. In him, there's grace. And he is the truth. He is the truth, the way, and the life. And so he is definitely the only truth that we should be focusing on. Because if we focus on the real truth, then that's the only truth that we'll need. Um, if we focus on Jesus, which is the truth, then like anything else will seem so little to compared to the truth that he brings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally agree. And, um, and you know, the Holy Spirit will, will edify you too when you're in the truth. You know, he will give mm-hmm. you that discernment and you'll be able to see when these events are taking place. Um, But yeah, that our relationship with Christ needs to take center stage over everything. And then everything else will fall into its rightful place and make sense Mm -hmm. in a balanced uh, sort of way. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you're saying there, Mark. And I guess our uh, relationship with Christ will also provide us love. Um, when like those tough conversations happen, mm-hmm. <clears throat> when those tough conversations about you know the seemingly secret stuff that's happening in the background, um, those tough conversations when you just want to walk out. And you just want to say, no, I don't believe in that stuff. Uh, our relationship with Jesus also um, helps us to love uh, other people who have different views, whether they're right wing or left wing, um, liberal or conservative. Jesus will help us love everyone. So, Yeah, said perfectly. Yeah. And... We're not saying that, you know, we're not ragging on people who <laughs> who uh, tend to believe conspiracy theories. Um, we just want to, you know, highlight things that may be going on in people's lives. And uh, definitely one of the one of the things that are so prevalent today is, you know, people spreading conspiracy theories and. We just want to enlighten everyone. So, um, yeah, for sure. Um, well, I think that's it for the episode. Um, thank you for joining us, and we hope that you are blessed with our discussion, um, um, and that you, uh, you guys who have listened to us, have helped, uh, and that we have helped open your mind to the issue. Uh, we definitely want you to care. We definitely want to encourage you to talk about this. Um, Don't talk about conspiracy theories, uh, but we want you to talk about talking about conspiracy theories, if you know what I mean. Um, So what do y'all think? Send us a shout out at the Prodigals Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're here every Wednesday, so if you like what you've been hearing, please like and subscribe and make sure you leave a review. That will go a long way in helping us out. And that's all we have for you this week. Uh, Stay blessed and stay faithful. And join us again next week for another episode of the Prodigals Podcast. The Prodigals.